Welcome to the Harbor Church Weekly Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For more information, visit us online at www.theharborli.com. Last week we we opened up a, like a little mini series on doors, and and uh, we opened up a series on doors. I just threw that in. I'm, that just makes sense. Um, and we talked about last week opening doors to our lives, where Jesus wants to come in and bring healing to us. And and we and if you haven't, if you weren't here last week, check it out on YouTube. Um, I think that'll really encourage you. Today, I want to talk about uh, certain areas in our life where maybe we need to close the door on something. We need to close the door on maybe a relationship or close the door on a mindset or close the door on something that's keeping us from walking in the plan and the purposes of God. And, um, and I want to take uh, today's message and, and highlight Abraham. Um, before God renamed him Abraham, he was called Abram. And we're going to really land in Genesis 13 where uh, there's, a, there's some doors that had to close in Abram's life in order for him to walk in his destiny. But I want to I want to just remind you of the definition of the word door because it's such a cool definition. Um, the Webster's Dictionary says a door is a barrier in which an entry is opened or closed, a means of entry or access, allowing one to move from one environment to another. In other words, if you if you are moving from a place of unhealthiness. To healthiness, technically, you've just walked through a door to go into a new environment. That's what it's saying. And so there's a lot of us that need to, to make some changes and move from one environment to another, and that's walking through a door. It's also doors are opportunities to walk through. And so I want to encourage you today that God, I believe, is, is uh, showing you some opportunities in your life to walk in his perfect plan, to walk in his fullness to walk in his will, and I don't know anyone in this room that doesn't want to do that, or you wouldn't be here. So I want to look at Abram today. The, the, we're going to pick up the story in his life at a time that was vital for him. It was crucial for him to uh, uh, fulfill the promise of God, because it was not only about Abram, it was about his descendants as well. It was about his family as well. And there was a series of doors that had to be opened or closed in his life in order for that to happen. And I think it's going to encourage you today big time. So we're going to look at Genesis 13, and we're going to start in verse 1, and we're going to just read kind of the outline of the story of his life today in this season of his life where he had to close a door in order to walk In the fullness of God. It says, uh, Abram went up from Egypt to the Negev with his wife and everything he had, and Lot went with him. Abram had become very wealthy in livestock and in silver and gold. From the Negev, he went from place to place. Everyone say place to place. We're gonna we're gonna go back to that in a few minutes. He went from place to place until he came to Bethel to the place between Bethel and Ai where his tent had been earlier and where he had first built an altar. There Abram called on the name of the Lord. Now Lot, who was moving about with Abram, also had flocks and herds and tents. Lot was Abram's nephew. But the land could not support them while they stayed together, for their possessions were so great that they were not able to stay together. And quarreling arose between Abram's herders and Lot's. 
The Canaanites and the Perizzites were also living in the land at that time. So Abram said to Lot, let's not have any quarreling between you and me or between your herdsmen or mine, for we are close relatives. Is not the whole land before you? Let's part company. In other words, close the door. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. Just, I'm going to pause, hit the pause button for a minute. That reminds me of growing up, my brother and I were very competitive, and the rule in our family was this. If, if there was a piece of chocolate cake, uh, the person who cut the cake was, uh, there was one person who cut the cake, and then the other person could choose which piece to get. So you knew that it was always going to be fair. That thing was, we would measure that thing right down the middle because you didn't want your brother to get a bigger piece than you. And, and it, was just a great, it was just a great way to, to ensure fairness. And this is very similar. Lot, uh, Lot had the opportunity when Abram said, look it, if you go to the left, we'll go to the right. If you go to the right, we'll go to the left. It's kind of like cutting the piece of chocolate cake. Verse 10, Lot looked around and saw that the whole plain of the Jordan towards Zeor was well watered like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So Lot chose for himself the whole plain of the Jordan. In other words, he looked and he saw the palm trees, the golf courses, the condos, everything, and he said, that's where I'm going to go. And he headed out to the east. The two men parted company. Abram lived in the land of Canaan, while Lot lived among the cities of the plain and pitched his tents near Sodom. Now the people of Sodom were wicked and were sinning greatly against the Lord. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had parted from him, look around from where you are, to the north and the south, to the east, to the west. All the land that you see, I will give to you and your offspring forever. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that anyone could, if anyone could count the dust, then your offspring could be counted. So go and walk through the length and the breadth of the land, for I am giving it to you. <clears throat> so Abram went to live near the great trees of Mamre near, at, at Hebron, where he pitched his tents, and there he built an altar to the Lord. So there, there was some things going on here. There were some doors in Abram's life that needed to be closed. And one of those doors was with his nephew, Lot. And I want to just say to you today that there might be some doors in your life that need to be closed in order for you to move forward in the plan and purposes of God. It could be, it could be anything. Uh, it could be a relationship. It could be... Uh, something that you struggle with. It, in my opinion, it could be a mindset. It could be an unhealthy mindset that, that we have that affects us in a negative way and keeps us from wholeness and health and, and moving forward in, in the plan and purposes of God. It could be anything. But there's something that God has been speaking to us. Maybe God has been speaking to you specifically and saying, you need to shut the door on that thing because it's not helping you, it's hurting you. 
You are not able to move forward in my presence and my purposes and my plan until you get rid of that thing, until you close the door on that thing, until you part company with that thing. So if you're taking notes today, I want to just share with you a couple of thoughts. The first thought is this. In order to continue to move forward in your walk, in your life, you might need to cut some things loose. You might need to cut some things loose. I, I love, uh, it says in, in verse 5 here, it says, Now Lot, who was moving about with Abram, but the land could not support them. Um, they were walking together. And I wonder how many things in our lives we allow to walk with us that really bring frustration and confusion to our lives that, that really don't have to be there. Things that we allow to walk with us that hinder us from God's perfect will and plan for our life. Some of us, it's a schedule that controls us instead of us controlling it, or it's a, it could be an, a, an addiction. It could be a bad relationship. It could be a bad mindset, as I mentioned earlier. But deep down inside of us, I believe that we already know that in order to go where God wants us to go and where he wants to take us, we might have to cut some things loose. And when you're living in that place, when you're, when you're allowing something to walk with you that's bringing chaos and frustration in your life, that's a terrible place to be, isn't it? Verse 3 and 4 says that Abram went from place to place and then went back to where he had first built the altar of God. And man, isn't that just like us? We'll go from relationship to relationship looking for fulfillment, looking for uh, blessing, looking for happiness and joy. We go from place to place. We go from thing to thing looking for it. And especially when we don't feel the voice of God, we don't hear the voice of God anymore. We don't feel like God is with us anymore. A lot of us have been in that season. And what I love about this is Abram had to go back to the place that he last heard the voice of God where he last felt the, the presence of God, he circled all the way back around and he returned to that place and he built an altar there again. And I want to just say that if you're in a season of life where you don't feel his presence anymore, you don't feel like he's speaking to you anymore, when was the last time you felt his presence? You need to go back to that place. And he'll start to speak to you again. It's important that we remember where our help comes from. And Abram did. He knew. Abram was frustrated. He needed to hear from God again. Maybe he felt like he wasn't moving forward anymore. Has anyone ever felt that? Maybe you're feeling that today. You're not moving forward anymore. You're stuck. Once Abram cut loose Lot, once he closed the door on that season, new doors begin to open for Abram. And it was amazing. The second thing I want to focus on today is that it was only after Abram was separated from Lot that the Lord spoke to him again. That's powerful, man. He was needing a word from God. I don't know about you, but I need a word from God in my life, over my life. And it says, the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had parted from him, and he goes on and, and gives him some instruction here, and we're going to return to this in just a minute, I believe that Abram was getting frustrated with the direction of his life. 
And I believe the main reason, and I'm going to read into this a little bit, but I think it's right here in black and white as plain as day. I believe the reason why Abram was frustrated with the direction of his life and where he was at was because Lot brought an element of mixture into the camp. And I'll tell you why. Because Lot lived by sight and Abram lived by faith. And it's devastating and destructive to your soul when you live by sight. What, what's living by sight? It's whatever the eye finds pleasing. When you follow that, it can be destructive. And so uh, in verse 10, it says that Lot looked up and saw that the whole plain of the Jordan was well watered like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. In other words, his heart was attracted by what he saw with his eyes. That's what attracted him, and that's what he did. He packed up everything, and he went to what looked like the obvious best choice. He picked the biggest piece of cake. But it's the very thing that destroyed him. It destroyed his family. It destroyed his house. It destroyed all that he had because he coveted what he saw with his eyes, and he walked by the sight of his eyes, and then in turn, He created a culture in his family where his family did the exact same thing. You know, I'm not saying that Abram closed the door on the relationship with Lot and didn't speak to him anymore. He just wasn't walking with him anymore. Lot Lot was rescued by by his uncle a few times after that. Abram was always there praying for him, always there to be there for him, but he just wouldn't walk with him anymore. See the difference? And so um, because of this culture that Lot had created among his family, some of you know the story that, you know, Sodom was wicked and God sent some angels into town and his thinking was so backwards that he even offered at one point to let his two daughters go out into the street so that the, the, the men of the town could violate her if they would just protect the two men from God in his house. Who does that? Who thinks that way? But I'll tell you why there's evidence of this mixture and how it was devastating was when God finally pronounced judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah and and was getting ready to destroy the cities, the angels took Lot's family out to the edge of town and, and they gave clear instructions. They said, run for the hills and don't look back. And the first one to look back with his, was his wife because she was she was. She was walking by sight. She wanted to see. She went against what God told her so she could see, and she was struck down immediately and killed. But it doesn't end there. Lot and his two daughters end up living in a cave. Now, this is going to be wick, warped and wicked, but it's, it's scriptural. They go into this cave, and because the daughters were raised in this household, living by sight and not by faith, they come up with this plan. They say, look it. We're never going to be around any men, and we're never going to be able to have families of our own. So let's get our father drunk so we can have sex with him, and then we can bear children and keep our family heritage going. How awful is that? Some of you are like, man, I didn't know that was in there. It's in there. But this is the kicker. Out of that incestual relationship, both daughters became pregnant, The oldest daughter had a boy. She named him Moab. And the second 
daughter had a boy. She named him um, Ammon, Ammon, and they became the Moabites and the Ammonites, which years later became one of Israel's enemies. They were idol-worshiping people and nations, and it all came out of that relationship, all because the family couldn't trust God, couldn't live by faith. They had to live by sight, and it devastated their lives. Abram walked by faith in the promise that God gave him. And that promise was that he could have the land of Canaan as a possession. See, God positioned him once he closed the door on certain things. God positioned him to begin to move into his destiny. Some of you might be frustrated with God saying, why aren't I moving in the destiny that God has called me to? And God's saying, you need to cut some things loose. And close some doors. Once those doors are closed, I'll open up new ones. And then God said three life-changing things to Abram, which I think you and I could take from this and run with this, literally. In verse 14 through 17 in these three verses, but mainly in verse 14. The first thing he says to Abram is, lift up your eyes from where you are at. This is not talking about physical sight. It's talking about vision. It's talking about looking at looking higher than your circumstances right now. It's looking beyond that. It's looking, God is saying, I want you to look higher than all that and get a vision for your life. Get my vision for your life because I'm taking you places that you could only dream of. He told Abram, your descendants will be more than the sand on the seashore. That's just blessing. That's abundance. Abram lifted up his eyes, but not until God told him to. And whenever God says, raise up your eyes, he is telling us to raise your vision higher. So he says, lift up your eyes, Abram. I want to show you something. I want you to get a vision for your life. And then he says, the second thing is he says, not only lift up your eyes, but I want you to look. You know what he's saying? I, I, I don't want you, I don't want a, a, just a glancing look. I want you to focus. I want you to stare. I want you to be totally engaged and what's ahead for you. I love that. I love the fact that he said, I want you to look to the north and the south. He said, I want you to look to the south, to the east, to the north, and to the west, and all of its years. You know what God is really telling them? My blessings are endless. My promises are endless. There's no beginning or end. And, and, and God wants to bless you, my friend. He wants you to look around you, and he's saying, I'm giving you things. I'm blessing you. I'm, I, I want you to walk in a season of promise, and I want you to focus on that. I want, I want it to be among your thoughts. I want you to think about it and pray about it. I, wa I want you to be mindful of the fact that I am with you in every direction. And the last thing he said was go and walk in it. See, there are certain things that God's not going to do. God will open the door, but you have to go and walk through it. It's like salvation. The door to salvation is open for all of us. But until you get up and walk through it, it's not yours. Because you've not went from one environment to another. You've not went from one place to another. And so there's a part of it where God... It, God does his part, and then our part is to walk in that. 
I tell you what, the thing about walking is that it's intentional. And walking is forward motion. And God is wanting us to walk into what he has called you to. Get off the couch. Get out of the chair, which is a challenge sometimes. Get out of the chair. Walk in what I've called you to walk in. God wants you to God wants you to reap the blessing, and he wants you to walk in the promises. Do you know that God, from the beginning of time, has had a plan and purpose for your life? That includes every single person here. And you might be feeling like, man, God passed me over. I, everyone else is blessed but me. I've thought that sometimes. I look around, I get mad at all of you. How come they're blessed and I'm not? <laughs> I think God is saying the whole time, if you just cut a few things loose, you could walk in that too. Close the door on some things that aren't good for you and walk in it. And that leads me to my last point. My last point is this, is that Abraham chose to live in God's promises. It's a choice, isn't it? The, the, the nation of Israel, the Jewish faith, looks at Abram as being the patriarch, right, of the Jewish faith. Millions upon millions upon millions of people all come from Abraham. But your life is, is very much the same way, that there are descendants that are going to come after you that are going to be influenced and impacted by your decisions today, by how you live your life today. And, and this is the thing. Um, it's not if, if it was just a fact that, that God just randomly blessed people and not others, that would make me so angry. That's not the case. God wants to bless everyone, but it all has to do with choices. It has to do with the little choices at first. And you make little choices that are good uh, and according to God's will and plan. And as you make the little choices, you start to get into a routine almost, and you start to make better choices with the bigger things. And before you know it, it's like compounding interest. You begin to live in a place of blessing because of choices that you've made. It's not that God favors one over the other. That's not... God has different callings on different people, but God favors all of us. He loves you. He's proud of you. You say, yeah, but I've failed so much. All right. But I don't know a dad that's not wanting the best for their kids. I don't know a dad, a father that's not, that, that, I, that listen, as a father, you want the best for your children. You want them to go farther than you. You want them to be better than you. You want them to have opportunities that you didn't have. God wants that for you, my friend. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I love in Genesis 13, I'm going to have our band come out. It says, Abram moved his tents and went to live near the great trees of the Mamre. You know, I just get this picture in my mind that all of us at times, pitching your tent has to do with where you're dwelling, where you're living. And I know that in my life, and I'm sure that you can say the same thing, there are times that I have chosen to live in a place that was just shy of God's plan for my life. 
almost there, really close. I could see it in the distance, but I was unwilling to close the door on something, so I never got there. Abram pulled up the tent pegs, pulled up the stakes, rolled up the tents, and went back to the place near Bethel where he'd experienced God before and said, we're going to stay in this place. We're going to live in this place because this is where God has spoken to me. And my question today is, uh, where, where do you need to move your tents to today? Are you at a place yet where you're like, man, I want to be in the blessing of God. I want to be in the favor of God. I want to I want to dwell in the presence of God. And it, and it might mean that we have to cut some things loose and close some doors in our life. It means that we have to be intentional and say, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to live in this place any longer because there's chaos and turmoil. And I'm not hearing the voice of God. I'm going to pull everything up and I'm going to go to where I know God speaks. And the promise then is fulfilled and you begin to walk in the in the calling of God for your life and your family and there's blessing everywhere you look to the north and the south and the east and the west does that mean you you don't go through difficulties no not at all we're, life is life we're going to go through difficulties but man when I'm walking in the blessing of God I can deal with anything could we stand you guys all right so, I want to ask you a question today. You might be here and maybe you've never asked Jesus Christ to come into your life. You, you know about him. You know he's the guy on the cross. You know he's the guy that, you know, churches gather around the world and worship. You, you picture him on the cross. You know he was, he was born to Mary and Joseph. You know about him, but maybe you don't know him. As a friend, as a savior, as a, as a Lord. You don't know him. And I just want to say that the door to salvation, Jesus said, I'm the door. No one comes to the Father but through me. He's the door. And that door is open. When that veil in the temple ripped from top to bottom when he breathed his last breath, the door was kicked open for good. It doesn't close anymore. But we have to get up and walk through it. And maybe you're here today and you've never done that. You've never asked Jesus to come into your life. And there's something inside of you that's longing for a relationship with your Creator. You want to know Him in the most desperate way and you're just not sure how. You're thinking, what do I have to do? What are the ten things I have to do in order to know Him? It doesn't work that way. Do you know that... On the, other, on the flip side, the God that created you, the God that created the heavens and the earth, the universe, is so desperate to know you that he made a way where there was no way. He had a plan from the Garden of Eden until Calvary that you could come to know him. And so we're going to say a prayer together. And it's, it's just a prayer of invitation. That's all it is. But I, we always all pray together because I don't ever want anyone to feel like they're the only ones in this place. And because the reality is you look around, there's going to be hundreds of other people in the same place you are. But we all need him. And so we're going to say this prayer together. And if you're here today and there's a longing in your heart to come into a relationship with Jesus and you're willing to lay everything down 
You're willing to pull up the, the tent pegs and move your tents and live in his land. And you're willing to close some doors and cut some things loose because you want to walk in his blessing. I want you to pray this prayer with all your heart and your soul and your mind. So just everyone pray with me today. Just repeat after me, okay? Dear Lord, thank you for bringing me here today. I fully surrender my whole life to you. I ask you to come into my life to forgive me of my sin, to completely fill me with your presence and change me in every way. I want to know you. So Lord, reveal yourself to me. I fully commit and submit and surrender myself to you. I'm walking through the door. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to today's message. If you would like to take the next step in your relationship with Jesus today, visit us online at www.theharborli.com backslash next step.